When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs, so you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. This week on Jordan and Jake. If John Fox had one favorite player in the world, I think it was Michael Strahan. Let's say, okay, they're flying to New Orleans, big division game, late in the year. And the pilot gets sick. And Luke gets up and says, hey, guys, don't worry. I'll fly the plane. I'll get there. How many players get off the plane and do not fly with Luke? That's my question. Zero. Zero get off. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Hey, Panther world. This is Jordan Gross with my good friend, Jake DeLome, Jordan and Jake podcast. And it's late in the playoffs, midway through winter, and it's kind of a, a little bit of a slow week. So, Jake, we've been hitting heavy Panther news, heavy NFL news. And although the biggest game is yet to be played next week, I... I'm excited about today's show, Jake, because we kind of get to talk about whatever we want. We, we've been real serious, and you know, like I, I can be serious when I need to, but I feel like we've had to been more serious lately than I like. So today we're gonna have a little bit more fun. Does that sound okay to you, Jake? That sounds great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been, there's been a lot happening to say the right. least since the season ended. So you know, I think we need to kind of let our minds down a little bit and. We can we right. can go in pro Pro Bowl week. I mean, this is Pro Bowl yeah. week for us. You know? I know. I've I've been stressed out about this about our podcast, Jake. As you said, we just let our minds relax a little bit. So th- that's great. Let's talk Pro Bowl. This is years ago. The NFL moved the Pro Bowl to the week before the Super Bowl, and I was fortunate enough. First of all, I feel like. You and I played in, and and maybe even more so me, no offense, but like the end of my career, played in uh, both the old, an older style NFL and the current version of the NFL. And that's for a number of things. The team we were on in 03 was like, reflects the NFL from the 90s and before. And the team I was on in 2013 with Cam and Luke was definitely a modern day football team. But the Pro Bowl has changed in, in, in during my career to what it is now, where it used to be the week after the Super Bowl, as you know, and that's the Super, and that's the Pro Bowl you played in, and it had a it had a feel to it, and the guys that played in the Super Bowl and then went to the Pro Bowl that was like the best week of their lives, and they, and now they've moved it to this week, the week before the Super Bowl, which makes a lot of sense for publicity and and money and all of those things, but it's a little bit of like 
an odd feel for the guys that are there because it obviously means you're not in the Super Bowl. But Jake, give me one some of your your memories of being at the Pro Bowl. I've got tons of my own. I'd love a few stories to share. But whether you're in the Super Bowl or not, being a Pro Bowl player, it's exciting. And the guys are down there Florida this week with some rain. Nevertheless, it's a fun week, Jake. It's a great week. And Jordan, I was lucky enough to play in one. I believe you played in three of them. So, you know, I'm not on your caliber, but we, we right. knew that. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. There's reasons. no doubt. Right. But um, it was it was great because it was the 05 season. So this was January of 06. And you make all these plans to go and we were in the championship game. So, you know, my prayers were not answered because I would have much preferred to obviously play in the Super Bowl than to play in the Pro Bowl. But uh, Seattle kind of got after us pretty good in the 2005 NFC Championship game. And so the sights went to the uh, to the Pro Bowl. And, um, you know, I, I got lucky because our staff coached it. Coach Fox, the teams that, that lost the uh, championship games in both conferences, they coached it. So I had our coaching staff. So there was nothing I had to worry about because the playbook was – you know, day one mini camp uh, playbook installation. So I didn't have to worry right. about learning any plays. And the biggest thing for me was just teaching it to the other guys on the team. So that was the biggest, I think, joy for me. One, just being there, flying over to Hawaii. Um, Carrie and I, and only Lauren was born at the time, and my mom and dad. And we just, we had a ball. All our coaching staff was there. And, you know, Coach Fox, he, Foxy's a fun guy. He was a real fun guy. And listen, we were serious during our practices during the week. But but John was all about having fun. This is a reward uh, for our players. So um, just the practices were so easy because I didn't have to worry about anything. And I, <laughs> well, I, they're you, you easy marvel, anyways. Yes, they're easy, they're easy. anyways. <laughs> and that was that's what I enjoyed more than anything else. But I was starstruck, Jordan. I'm not, not going to lie to you. You're out yeah. of the pool. Uh, the Ihalani Resort it was the name of the resort. And you're just yep. seeing the greatest of the great. And I remember I was kind of awestruck. I, I remember seeing Tony Gonzalez and saying to myself, man, that's Tony Gonzalez. Can you believe? You know, I just because he was such you knew he was one of the, the best tight ends that you've ever seen. And and then certainly there were so many other players. Uh, Michael Strahan was on our team and he was in heaven because if John Fox had one favorite player in the world, I think it was Michael Strahan because Foxy had him in New York with the Giants. And, um, you know, just there's something about Strahan. And I always thought Strahan maybe would be able to do something with himself after football. Um, and it's kind of worked out for him, I guess you could yeah. say. He's only hosting any and everything. But just the whole week. And there wasn't anything in particular um, that stood out. But I just tried to embrace any and every single moment, every practice. Um, every function that we attended, they always had something at night for us to do. And just to get to know some of the guys on a, on, on, on a different level. And, and a, we're there for football, but it was kind of away from football, so to speak. Right. Well, I got a story to share with you about the guys at night getting to hang out, right? So at the Ehalon, <laughs> this was my first time. It was what year? 08. And uh, like you said, a little bit starstruck and was having fun. And Peyton Manning and all those guys were there. Well, there's a bar in the Ihalani. They've remodeled now. It's a Four Seasons. It was in JW Marriott when we were there. But um, above the sushi bar was like just, you know, like a hotel bar. 
Well, there was word that Peyton was renting, was having a karaoke setup come in with a DJ, right? And Jake, I love a good musical time, as you know, from our Hall of Honor weekend when we had <laughs> the live band and I danced the whole time. Like, I just love music and, and, and dancing and a good time. So we get to the bar and sure enough, there's guys there, you know, uh, Steve Hutchinson was there and, and Jared Allen and Namde Asamoa and, you know, a bunch of all different guys from all over, you know, all over the team. And the, and the, the DJ's there and he's like, hey, we got karaoke and everybody like wanted to go. But it was funny because you'd think these NFL players that are, you know, in the spotlight all the time, they'd all be ready to hop up and just have a good time. Well, everybody was nervous, Jake, like every other karaoke event. Who's going to go first, you know? And so I said, well, I'll be darned if I'm going to let this evening slip by and nobody's going to get anything going. So I step right up and I go with Bon Jovi, Wanted Dead or Alive, from soundtrack how, to the movie uh, Young Guns. How, how, how did it turn out? How do you think it turned out? Awesome. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So I go hard with that. Well, then, all right, here comes Jared Allen came up and did some country song. And then Namdi came up and he did whatever and by the end we've got Peyton singing friends in low places and me and other guys we did nothing but a g thing from dr dre and <laughs> on like senior night of high school party by the end and it's just players and like some of their wives or a girlfriend here or there but it was like guys night out and by the end i wrestling match right in the middle of the floor like you know like you do with your teammates i mean it was the best time and the only shame of it was we had a game at the end of the week that was the worst part you know because we had too much fun all week long but the 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 thing it seems like the general tone of the league and everything now at the access again like the access to everything i remember even the locker room which is was a conference room at the hotel it was a bit of a locker room feel still you know my first time by the end by my last year in 13 there was media in the locker room and it was just you know, so it, it's good for the fans to be able to see more of what's going on. Now they have the dodgeball. You know, I'm watching highlights on the internet or watching on TV of the dodgeball event and all that. So it's a unique thing to try to build excitement around it. And, and they move the locations now uh, from time to time. But it's such a such a cool experience, man. It's just an honor. And it, it never got old. Definitely never it, got it, old. But It never got old. And one thing I do remember, and you just we, – we went out to the field the day before, and there was kind of – we were mic'd up. Some of us were mic'd up, and they had fans there, and it was just like a walkthrough practice. Well, the Backstreet Boys, a few of them were there, and they Ooh. were participating, yes. And so, needless to say, mm -hmm. thank goodness they could sing and dance because the football skills were probably not up <laughs> to par. So it's, it'd probably be like us trying to get on stage with them. Of course, right. I would think you could, you could handle your own, but uh, well, that was one but, that was a uh, – yeah. I enjoyed throwing footballs to uh, – to a couple of the Backstreet Boys, and uh, they um, they were fighting the football to say the least. It wasn't it wasn't natural catching ability. Well, that's not where they made their money. I my my final bus ride home from the game though in thirteen when I knew I was done playing. I had my oldest son Teddy, who at the time was ten years old with me, and he's a football fan but not diehard. You know, especially then he was way more into you know, bugs and fishing than he was football. So on the way home, we're riding on the bus, me and me and Teddy, and right in front of us is Drew Brees, too. You know, same division, and we're not close friends, but I know him well enough. We were talking, having a good time. He was talking to Teddy all the way home. 
we get off the bus and Teddy's like, hey, who was that guy you were talking to on the bus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name's Drew Brees, Teddy. He's a decent player. Might but that's what that players <laughs> players love that the most. I mean, that's that is truly and I've always said that about Steve Smith. Steve Smith, I think he preferred hanging out with the, the kids and, and oh, cutting yeah. up and getting the game going with them than he did adults. And that was always Steve. If the kids were around, Steve was in there playing with the kids. Yeah. Well, opposite of the Pro Bowl and and not a lot on the line and people not trying hard is the Senior Bowl, which is this week, Jake. And huge event for for the players putting their skills on showcase. Bradley and I, who's one of the DNs uh, from Utah this year, I've heard is like having the week of his life and is a really talented pass rusher. So I had to plug him right there for all the scouts that are listening right now. That's who you should go take a look at. But I'm guessing based on how you came in the NFL, you were not at the Senior Bowl, Jake. And I have a little bit of a, uh, a, a scattered past with the Senior Bowl myself. So first of all, were you ever at the Senior Bowl or any All-Star games or were you just at home mad that you didn't get invited? I mean, are you seriously going to like just crush my <laughs> ego like this? I mean, really? My, okay, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is the truth. The blue-gray game was always played on Christmas Ew. Day. That yeah. was growing up. And I remember going to my grandmother's house, and I always, um, especially when I got to college, I was at, you know, southwestern Louisiana, and they only had a handful of bowls back then. It wasn't like it is now that you win six yep. games, you go to a bowl. So there was a strong possibility we were not going to be in a bowl. So my goal, my dream was to play in the blue-gray game and, of course, that was shattered. Was not invited to play in that game. Uh, so, needless to say, the Senior Bowl did not come calling. Uh, <laughs> nor did the Combine. But, you know, it is what it is. But that was my question. Were you invited, yeah. and did you play, or did you turn it down? And what was the reasoning well, behind it? Well, I'm big time, as you know, Jake, based on being friends with me for, you know, 15 years now. So, uh, I got invited early. I was one of the first invites because I was – Go I, go after my junior year. There was no hype surrounding me, but at, as scouts started watching film and all that stuff, by the time my senior year rolled around, I was highly regarded. And then I played pretty well my senior year. And by the time the senior year got over or or close to the end, I was you know pretty locked in as the top offensive lineman, which was surreal, and even sounds crazy saying it today after all those years. But so I committed to the Senior Bowl in about November or so, maybe October. And so okay. they did all their publicity and everything. I was on the cover of the uh, program. Well, as we got closer to the game, according to all the data and the talking heads, there was like enough space between me and any other O-lineman and kind of the, the other top draft picks that I just, and I knew I'd do well at the combine because training was going and all that. There was really no reason for me to go. I didn't feel like I could do anything except get hurt or honestly perform poorly and lose some status. So I decided not to go and oh man, I caught hell for that, Jake, because the scat the I, my agent got calls from GMs and other players that were positions that wanted to see me go and you know me, like I don't love making waves or having any uncomfortable relationships with people and it was di very difficult, but it turned out to be the right decision and uh I'm I'm glad I didn't go cuz I then I was so prepared for the combine and did a good job there, but I have no no senior bowl uh, stories there, other than talking to guys that said that it was just a horrible week because you were so stressed out the whole time. Now, was there a 
like with the Panthers? Did you have any idea the Panthers had a, a big liking to you? And was there any backlash from a certain team that were very upset with you for not playing in it? Uh, the Texans really wanted me to go. So Charlie okay. Casterly was the coach or was the GM and uh, uh, Dom Capers was the head coach. And they really wanted me to go. They had the third pick. They were a new franchise and they drafted Tony Baselli in the expansion draft two years prior Correct. or the year yes. prior. But he never got on the field for them because he had terrible shoulder issues. And they drafted right. David Carr with their first pick ever. So they wanted to protect him, but they ended up drafting this guy named Andre Johnson, who was a pretty decent receiver. So it was probably a yeah. good decision by them. You know, so but they really wanted me to go. And that was tough, Jake, because they were the third pick. And that was, yeah. you know, we weren't slotted then. So that was a lot, a lot of money. But I just I figured if I went and I got hurt, there was way more to lose, you know. But the Panthers no, I, Right. That's the, the right Panthers. Decision. That's the right decision. Right. The Panthers, and as we keep doing our podcast into, into the postseason or the offseason, talk about draft process, so I could get more into it. But the Panthers, man, no, they were super quiet the whole time. I had no idea they were even interested in me until they called my name. So pretty cool story that we can talk about down the road. But no, I, I, I don't really watch the Senior Bowl stuff. I kind of follow it online and, and see who's making waves. But um, definitely a big week for a lot of people. And one thing I wanted to bring up too, Jay, because we, you know, I've been hearing and reading, and, and I haven't talked to Luke. Since. I talked to him after Luke Keekley after he retired. I talked to him right away, but I haven't since. And there's a lot of speculation about, you know, where he could go. Is he going to go back to coaching? And Matt Rule said he was in the building watching film. And is he going to be a commentator? But when I called you before we recorded this this show and talked about the flow for today, I said, couldn't he do any job he wanted, Jake? I mean, is there is there a limit to the jobs Luke could have? And I started going down my the list in my head, and it's endless. I mean, I'd like to share a couple with you. Uh, these are things. You I, I, know, yes. I'm, I'm going to send him our episode the link. I know he listens anyways, but just to make sure, and I'm going to just to help him guide in his next step. So, I mean, right off the bat, I said it last week, but Mayor of Charlotte. Okay, let's be honest. Nobody should run except for Luke Keekley for the next election because he will get in immediately. I don't care what party you represent or what policies. There's no better person than Luke Keekley to be mayor. And then, you know, in a short term after that, obviously governor of North Carolina. Okay. After that, no question model. He could go be an <laughs> underwear model, Abercrombie model, um, a model for Levi's. You know, anything he wants. I've got also fly fishing guide. He would instantly have the most lucrative North Carolina uh, mountain stream fly fishing service. But there's more, Jake. I know you said some too. I mean, share what you yeah. got. It's just the guy could do anything. Okay, this is this is where my mind goes. If we're <laughs> if you're sitting on the plane, the Panthers on a Saturday, and they're flying to whoever they're playing. Let's say okay, right. we're they're flying to New Orleans, big division game, late in the year. And the pilot gets sick, and Luke gets up and says, "Hey guys, don't worry. I'll fly the plane. I'll get there." How many players get off the plane and do not fly with Luke? That's my question. Zero. Zero get off. They probably okay. think they're in better hands if Luke's right. flying the plane. You're right. Ne next, next one that <laughs> pops into my head: NFL official Luke Keekley walks out, mm. and he's he's the umpire, and he's the in the middle of the field. And he is right. an official. 
couldn't you see him tell the linebacker, are you kidding oh, yeah. me right now? Don't you know right. they're running stretch to the tight end on this plate? How do yep. you not see that? Could you see Luke not doing that? Just saying, no. what is your problem? Y'all don't recognize this? He'd be hoping that the offense would be running right into him. He'd light somebody up. They just I'll, run I'll, into a brick wall in the middle. It would be NFL follies in the reverse order, though. The players would look silly, not the ref. Yeah, those two kind of really <laughs> stuck out because I could just see him telling the linebacker, are you kidding me right now? How can you not see that? How do you not make this call? Right. That college, could be Luke Keekley. College professor. I don't even care the Ooh, subject yes. matter. He'd throw the glasses on. He'd transform into smart Luke. And boom, college bow, professor, right there. Both bow tie or no bow tie? You think he wants? Either him way, I think he goes bow tie. An Ivy League school hires him right away to be a professor of mathematics. Right now, mm, I like he's it. got I, the job. How about this? Veterinarian. He has no. He has no schooling or even knowledge of animals. But if you got a sick kitten and you got to take him to somebody, I'm going to Luke Keekley. What about you? I, I say Luke Keekley. Um, before the helmet comes on his head. Because right. I've met him, obviously, many times, and he is the nicest individual in the world. Then in <laughs> two, 2000 and got the 15, that was the season they went to the Super Bowl, the Panthers. Right. I was the honorary captain before the mm -hmm. Seattle playoff game. So I'm on the field. We are, we're waiting to walk out and do the um, do the coin toss. No, we did the coin toss or whatever it may be. And I'm still on the field, and the national anthem starts to play. So I am standing directly next to Luke. I'm right behind him, and I, I did it on purpose because I I didn't know him that well. Yet. Well, because you obviously think he's so handsome and such. Yes. So I am watching. <laughs> well, the national anthem is playing. He is swaying side to side and he has both hands grabbing the breastplate of his shoulder pads and he's swaying wow. side to side and the, it's it's getting toward the end and he is breathing through his nose and out his mouth so loud <laughs> and his cheeks are rosy red and every every breath is just <gasps> and I'm watching him and I'm starting to get scared and all of a sudden the flyover, you see it coming, and the <laughs> climax of the national anthem, the flyover takes place, and Thomas Davis is next to him. He looks at Thomas Davis, and he hollers, and he pushes Thomas Davis, and Thomas flies, and it's like all the guys around just started laughing, and they were like, hurry up, put your helmet on, Luke, we're following you on the field. That Ugh. was the that was the Clark Kent. That to me was Luke Keekley in a nutshell. I never will forget that national anthem out of all the national anthems before a game. But that was one I wasn't playing, and I was mesmerized <laughs> watching this guy transform. Your most memorable national anthem is not the Super Bowl national anthem. It's behind Luke Keekley in street clothes. That's wonderful. So it sounds like he could also have a job as pro wrestler. Which There's could no be doubt. good because you know that yeah. that'd be <laughs> quite good as well. All right. Eli Manning, we're running out of time, but Eli Manning retired this week, Jake. It's got nothing to do with the Panthers, but as a uh, guy from your part of the world and 16-year quarterback, give him a little Jake DeLome shout-out as to what, what that means. Well, listen, I've been knowing Eli Manning since he was an eighth grader, uh, working the Manning Passing Academy. So 
deep history with that family. I've been and to watch Eli perform in that market, New York. We all know how difficult that can be, and just to see his demeanor and how he handles everything—the two Super Bowls, the two Super Bowl MVPs—just um, handled everything with class. Done. He's done everything uh, the way you were supposed to do it. And a quick story about him to tell you why his demeanor works so well in New York. Archie was telling the story of the Manning camp one day that it was a Thursday night and uh, Newman high school where he went, they were playing a football game on Thursday night. And Eli was always very quiet. I mean, he was just, just kind of, I don't want to say aloof, but that's just Eli. Well, he calls home at about five o'clock, five thirty, and Archie and Olivia are getting ready to leave. And he calls home and Miss Olivia answers and Eli's talking to her and she goes, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. They hang up and Archie, and Archie telling the story, Archie said, you know, I, I get nervous for games. I get nervous for my kids. And I'm looking at Olivia. And I said, he said, was that Eli? She said, yeah. Well, what did he want? He forgot to tell me. He forgot to tape Seinfeld and wanted to make sure he taped, uh, taped Seinfeld <laughs> so he could watch when he get home. So Archie said, I am furious. He said, here I am having a son who's a big-time quarterback, and he's worried about <laughs> calling his mom to take Seinfeld. But that is the Eli Manning. That's what you get with him. And oh, that's, that's just great. his demeanor. And I think it served him well throughout his course of time. And uh, I'm anxious to see. He hasn't had the press conference yet. I'm anxious to watch his press conference. Um, anxious to see the angle that he takes on it because uh, I'm sure it's well thought out and well planned. So that's going to be interesting to see what he does during this press conference. All right. Well, great story. And Seinfeld is kind of how you would describe Eli anyways, probably. So good stuff this week, Jake. Thanks for the brain break. And uh, we got to talk Super Bowl next week. And uh, enjoy it, man. As always, have a great weekend. I'm going to have a great weekend and uh, good luck with the basketball. I think we, you and I both need yeah. it. I got two fifth grade AAU games tomorrow morning, so I got to get some sleep. All right. That sounds good. Don't mess it up. <laughs> Bye. 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 <sighs>